double feature. Two friends, two movies, and too much to drink. I'm Travis, and I'm Nathan. Hey, there you guys are. This week, it's a couple of modern fairy tales. Plus, Travis gets to see a new John Candy movie, and there's a lot of Daryl Hannah butt talk. It's Splash and the Princess Bride today on Six Pack Double Feature. Nathan, sweet Travis. Put six packs of soda in here. <laughs> Wasn't that hilarious what Jamie said? Because I don't. It was. Know. What's funny is I don't have. I'm sure you guys know this. Maybe you don't. Uh, I have Jamie record the uh, her little drops after what well, after yeah. I edit because yeah. I take notes on dumb shit one of us says or the other, and I use that as or jokes we make or whatever, and right. I, I use that as part of her what we call on radio copy um but as nathan and i were sitting here listening to just what we call there a dry donut uh i was just going blah 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 this time this tonight today on six pack double feature and nathan suggested i record an opening like that so maybe one day you might get that perhaps perhaps you've heard that this time if not you may hear it later Oh god, I just found my notes for Hollow Man. Get away, get away, get away, run, flee. Here's my I drew yeah, a picture. Your, your pen just flew. I drew a picture uh, for my notes in Splash. I drew a puddle. <laughs> Sploosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have Okay, I need to pull a I have cl- a little buzz going on, I, so it's good. Yeah, me too. That's nice. Uh That's New Splash Gang, we've recorded a couple pick sixes today so far, so you're getting us. Well, you won't hear for a At year. least, or six months, or whatever. You're getting us properly lubed right now. Um, I do have. I Why do, is my head spinning? I have. I have a note here to pull a clip from 13 minutes and 40 seconds into Splash. So I'm gonna need your help with that when we get to that point. Um, it just says drunk algebra. I don't know. So hey, you know what? You should have told me this before you started. That's recording. okay. That's okay. I had not open my notes till just now. I don't have Disney Plus, so I won't be able. <laughs> oh, I've got it. Oh, okay. I hope you guys are doing great. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, Memoirs of Invisible Man and Hollow Man. I know we didn't. <sighs> Hollow dong. Um, <laughs> as we promised, this week we're uh, we're going to do Splash and Princess Bride. Princess Bride. I had not seen Splash since I was seven. A youngin'? Seven, probably. Okay. Um, and This will be the last time you have watched Splash. After this time, I probably... <laughs> Won't ever see Splash again until after I'm dead. <laughs> I'm going to put it on loop in your casket. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> hey. I have so many thoughts. Nathan, You, uh, I, I love that we are pulling like the, the bitchin' rad AF 80s TV trailers. Oh, this one's even better. It's a little different. Yeah. It's a TV trailer. Okay. Um, I'm just going to play it, and then uh, we'll get into it. Before we do that, what are you drinking today? You couldn't tell by the snap. Fucking Budweiser, man. Yeah, man. When you say Budweiser. You've said it all. <laughs> all right, hit me with that trailer. The Nightmare of Designer Drugs, starting Wednesday at 6. Navy C premiere presentation. 
What about a woman showing up naked in a public place? Well, I'm for it, of course. All my life, I've been waiting for someone. And when I find her, she's... She's a fish. Nobody's head loves perfect. There is a mermaid in New York City. She's really hungry. What are you looking at? You never saw a guy slept with a fish before? Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, John Candy, Splash. Next. That shit takes you back, does not. God damn, dude. As soon as I heard the violins. Yeah. Uh, after after that there very are... concerning designer drugs uh, expose <laughs> that I want to watch after after the movie, for sure. Yeah, the that's that. That's where I see Sunday night movie, man. man. There are several movies that are kind of linked specifically to that intro opening. Superman, Superman, yeah, 2. Superman, Superman two. There's a couple of James Bond movies. All the James Bond uh, movies for me, uh, especially the '70s, like Roger Moore ones. Yep, and um, man, and like Raiders of the Lost Ark. That made me so all. fucking happy to yeah. hear that, dude. I forgot that it exi- I that guy's you'd voice. Like that. Yeah. Up next, Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, John Candy in Splash. Splash. Next, where, like, where do you guys, where do you find those guys with that sawdusty ass voice now? Like, they, those, they're all they, dead, man. There's yeah, rare, no. it's rare you're gonna find somebody like that. Yeah, like it takes a lot of years of drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes to get your voice to sound like a wooden box. You know? uh, this is probably how I most likely watched Splash for the first time. That was in '86. Came out in '85, right? It came out in '84. '84. It okay. was on. ABC Sunday Night Movie sometime in 86. Okay. That's what the date was. I don't know the exact date, but it said 86. It was the first time this aired on network broadcast television. Uh, probably 10 or 11 when they hit. Uh, and we recorded it. And that was the first time I saw it. ABC Sunday Night Movie. Pretty sure my parents recorded it off of television. Oh, yeah. And they they edited out the commercials. Like, he went in and he hit pause when it started and then it hit... We start record back my, afterward just to avoid the commercials as well. My aunt B did that shit, and to this Wouldn't day, miss to some this, shit. To this day, every time I watch uh, Return of the Jedi, uh-huh. I'm like, "What is all this shit at the beginning?" My Return of the Jedi like starts like at Jabba's palace. <laughs> my my VHS. That would be fun to do, man. Because you and I have talked about doing like the Alien series not not doing right we want to do like a trilogy in yeah, some way and instead of doing like a double feature it'd be almost like a special or something right. where we would today we're going to talk about the alien franchise and right. that's all we talk about we, you know, we it's would, not a bad idea and we we're going to do that with star wars because like truly i mean we don't want to how many fucking podcasts are there about star wars too but many what would be fun to do would be to There's watch three them. would be would uh, not four five or bloody six but one <laughs> but two but three exactly <laughs> it would be fun Star Trek as well, but it'd be fun to watch those the way we originally watched them, like on, most likely on some yeah. form of ABC and Sunday Night Movie. Or I something. know for yeah. a fucking fact that my parents still have a lot of those on VHS because oh, my mom asked me if I wanted them, man. and I said yes. Yes, if I you do. have them. Yes, I do. Yeah, I would love to watch. the Get 19- yourself a good uh, VCR that was in good working order yep. and watch the 1988 fucking taped off Showtime by my with AMB. commercials. No, well, no, commer- oh. no commercials on Showtime. Oh, Showtime, sorry. But that's how I got. Yeah. That's how I got Return of the Jedi. I love the intro to HBO. Was also fun. I can't one. remember it. At some point, we'll we'll re yeah we'll revisit that too because it's fun. Um, the- I was probably so speaking to my aunt B. She had cable. Like she had, my uncle Jim had a really good factory job, and so they had cable, and they had HBO and Showtime. So I would be over there. Um, I stayed a lot over there as a kid. Right. Saturday nights. Um, after school and such. And my cousin Jane, who later 
uh, I have it in my notes, but is Madison even a real name? Yes, it is. My cousin Jane named her daughter Madison. After this, Jane, I don't know. Tell us. Let us know. Did you name Madison? Most people did. Starting in 1985, that was one piece of trivia is that before 1985, Madison Madison as a woman's name was not even close to being in the vernacular. And now it's one of the most popular uh, girls' names. And this is the reason why. But I remember this movie being on – so it would have been when it came out on cable. So it would have been 86 at the earliest. Yeah. I'm sorry, 85, 86. And movies, you also have to remember, if you're a child listening to this, not a child, but if, you, if you're if you a child listening to this, where is your adult? Yeah. Because, <laughs> But if you are young enough to realize We're about to talk about butts. <laughs> this movie would have most likely played in the theater for close to a year. Sure. Like I said last week, watching John Candy as a child and an adult throw change on the ground to look up women's skirts, my aunt would often host Bible studies. <laughs> and I tried that trick and whoo. How'd that work out for not you? Not good for me. <laughs> that is not what I want to be looking at. I got a, no, no, I got a oh. stern fucking talking to. I figured it was the other way around. No. I saw the grossest muff you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Pubes poking Again, through and if, everything. If you're a child listening to this, please find an adult. And if you're an adult listening to this, I'm sorry. He's fighting a child and takes. Uh, if you're an adult that's listening to this, please, I'm sorry as well. I don't know. Do you why think Nathan that uh, John Candy's like the only person that you could see doing this and pulling it off? You have to admit. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I guess. Either as a child or as an adult. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Ching. That's uh, like one of the first things I remember, and then that one, of course, was not. Am I? What is he? Oh, I'm, I was nervous about watching this because I hadn't seen it since I was six or seven. So I was I didn't know if I would like it or not. And then the next thing my notes say, and boom, Rance Howard. <laughs> We're <laughs> maturies. <laughs> I love Rance Howard. I love how he puts in his his dad and his brother and, and his mom sometimes. Yeah, I don't think she was in this one, but uh don't yeah. remember seeing her. Was Clint in this? Yeah, he was uh the bride's brother. He he was the one that he like unloaded on him at the end. I remember She left me a right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this was also kind of like a new John Candy movie for me because I, I hadn't seen it since who knows when I was, I was, dude, I was a child. Like I was seven. So I don't, all I remember is him dropping coins to look up skirts and then sitting in Madison's tank. That was the, oh, okay. You know what? Also, we shouldn't call her by her slave name. We should call her by her actual, she, her tank. That was the name she chose. It was all just a joke just anyway. To, but to fit in. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. So the first thing that I kind of wrote down when we were watching this. Um, now, I forgot that the taxi driver said when he goes and hops into the cab after he's completely wasted and says, Cape Cod. And, you know, you know, he smashes his head on the window. And then the distance. The, the cab driver said, what is that, about 300 miles? You got the cash for that, buddy? You know, um, it's... It's between 260 to 275 miles between – I looked up what the what the cost was in 1984 like and then an, in 2021. Average, right. average cab ride, okay. Uh, the average cab ride is $1.10 initial charge. It's $0.10 cents per one-ninth of a mile or $0.10 cents per 45 seconds in stopped traffic. If they got out of the city with minimal stops, it probably would have cost Alan about 275 to $300. That's not bad. In the, well, 84, right? In 84. Okay. Okay. So that would be about $600 now. In 2021 dollars, it would have cost about 700 <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm not paying that. Well, while not complicated, after I did all of this math, it was like one of the first things that popped up on IMDb trivia. I'm like, Fuck. Oh, no shit. <laughs> and I just was, I thought it was funny, and so I was just writing it all down. No, and that's like, great. I, one of the first damn things on there in trivia, I'm like, oh, well, at least I was right. <laughs> I love it when John Candy plays a dirtbag. Like he he gets a, away with it because he's a lovable dirtbag. He is a lovable dirtbag. He's a dirtbag in this. Like Uncle Buck is, he's just. There's he's, just a little bit of light. You kind of like him, but he's mostly a dirtbag in this movie. Yeah. Uncle he's, Buck is a schlub and he's just like, he's just uncouth. Correct. You know, Uncle Buck needs to maybe read a book or something, but what's his brother's name in this? What's John Candy's name? Um, Freddie. Freddie. That's right. He's. He no brings one. in a giant stack of uh, penthouse magazines. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. <laughs> At work. Oh. Well, Name of the articles: a Lesbian, no more. <laughs> they published my they published my letter, Alan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that never became a conversation, thankfully, with my dad. Like, hey, Dad, what's Penthouse Magazine? What's a lesbian? Would, yeah, what's a le- yeah? What's a lesbian? Uh, uh, go ask your mother. <laughs> <laughs> when they were walking around before, either before or after she had decided on her name of Madison. They walked by a theater that was playing two movies. I have them written down somewhere. I thought you might think that's quite amusing because you love both of them, but you love one specifically quite uh, a bit. My note here, did you catch all the movies uh, on the marquees? There's at least three, but I wrote down two specifically. There are seven. <laughs> okay. There were more that I just didn't pay attention to. I had Lone Wolf McQuaid and Raiders of the Lost Ark on w- one specific movie marquee. That's funny. I did not see Raiders. Really? I've got Flashdance, The Outsiders. I saw The Outsiders. Lone Wolf McQuaid, Evil Dead. Evil Dead, I did see as well. Also, uh, The Mistress, Sweet Cheeks, and Skin Tight. Oh, <laughs> okay. So you hit the porno. Uh, those were the. <laughs> those the were the, I didn't. I didn't see Raiders. Uh, Raiders was next to Lone Wolf. They were on the same marquee. Oh, I paused okay. it. Yeah. How was it? How was that playing at the same time? Just a reissue well, most- or something. Well, it was 84. They, it wouldn't surprise me that they would reissue and replay because no one had home video pretty much at that time. Did they, did they maybe get control of those, of the set and put movies up there just to be like, hey, let's put, let's put Raiders back up there for Steven because we, well, know, you th- well, we you know, know he's working on Indy 2 right now. It's a very good possibility those two just happened to have been there at the time. Evil Dead was 1980, I believe. 81? It was very early 80s. Yeah. Though, but yeah. So it'd be another one of it's those. It's just, things. again, huh. it's... Who knows? Of, there was a lot more theater but yes, back then, too. I, I clocked, I clocked yeah. that. I thought that was fun. I think my favorite running gag in the movie, and it happens only twice, but it's... Is it Mrs. Imelda Hay in her bra? No, <laughs> I thought but that, that is funny. Hilarious it is, as a kid. It's quite funny, <laughs> but it's actually not a play on the fact that she got struck by lightning. The f- six, 66 times. Six times? And I, I forgot, dude. I remembered her from when I was a kid. I remember right. watching this and fucking laughing my ass off at it. I forgot that that character even existed until they fucking cut to, and then there she is with that big old lady bra on the outside of her sweater set. I think what I got, one of my larger laughs that I got out of this, there's one that got the biggest, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. The funnier laugh that I got with this movie was when after Alan comes back after he's been examined no he's not a fish and all of the people that were trying to get a hold of him and the last uh group of people that called and left a message for him was mrs paul (laughs) 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 that would have gone over my head as a kid it was so i'm like my favorite running gag is just the fact that 
the three times that Eugene Levy's character, Dr. Cornbluth, is trying to expose Madison is that he keeps dumping water on the wrong couple, on uh-huh. the wrong lady specifically. <laughs> and he keeps getting fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost Clouseau-like. Yes. I don't like Eugene Levy playing a bad guy. No. And what's nice is his turn at the I, end. That's, that's what I wrote down, too. I, but his his character arc he, makes He just wanted to prove it. that he was right. Yeah. Yeah, it was for shitty reasons. Yeah. His he, character arc just, is... I, I, I fucking love Eugene Levy. No, no one believe me. Is it weird? Yeah, because now you've watched all of... Um, Shit's Creek? Yeah, Shit's Creek. Uh, no, I haven't no? finished it yet. Okay. I, enough. It's kind of funny. It feels like... He's gotten he's aged better and looks better now than he did. When, he looks fucking good now. Dude. He looks really good now. Where he just he's looks like a fucking aged nerd better. Yeah, then. he just yeah. straight up. He looks like he could fucking in face only. He could play like a James Bond now. He's could, he's dapper. Yeah, looking. he's quite dapper. Uh, Jamie and I have talked about this actually. In watching he aged. Creed. He has aged really he's well. He's a goddamn good looking old dude. Yeah, like but not his, as great in his forties. <laughs> No, or, or his 30s, like, he just you know. had to grow into his body, I guess. Um, it's the Jufro <laughs> and the really big eyebrows. Would you like to hear my two sentence summary? <laughs> oh God, yes. <laughs> Can you tell me what you pulled that from? It's just a canon movie. Oh. It's the canon. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I never realized that. That's probably nice. It's probably a Van Damme cool. movie. But you've interrupted the flow. Now we have to do it again. Tom Hanks, in his first movie, falls in love with a beautiful woman. But she's a fish. <laughs> That's it? That's it. It's two sentences, motherfucker. But she's a fish. <laughs> Is your sentence number two? Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, what doesn't work? Are we going to move? Does it still hold up to the end? Can we do that starting today? Yeah, we're mo- uh, we're mo- yeah we've re- we yeah. moved. Um... So what doesn't work about Splash? <laughs> you so you how many times have you seen Splash? Uh, my what doesn't work are mo- in, in some ways logistically weird, like. Not a story wise. <laughs> like for me, what doesn't work? I have three things. Okay. How did Madison learn how to read if she didn't even know how to speak English? Again, what maps in the water with the boat that she's at? Sure. You know, yeah. Until until yeah. watching one afternoon of television in yeah. Bloomingdale's or whatever department store was next to Bloomingdale's. You're I, then, we're, so we're just accepting over, the fact we're accepting the fact that she's a mermaid. Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay. We're not playing the fact so what does it work? Well she do mermaids are fake. Who's <laughs> number one? This is Travis's list. Okay. I'm, no, okay. I'm with you now. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure we we're set, gonna we're gonna we take set, into the fact that at least I wanted to mermaids set that expectation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the level. Okay. Mermaids are real. Okay. Fucking mermaids are real. Check the truth, motherfucker. <laughs> However, <laughs> uh, logistically speaking, my number two is, can you please tell me how one would transport a concrete fountain of that size and get it into a midtown apartment located on the fifth floor with just a hand truck? That's the Little Mermaid statue from, from Central Park, right? Uh, no. I don't. Oh, I don't. I can't tell you. Okay. I, that I don't know. I don't have because, that Because, yeah, trivia. that's fucking stupid. I do know that apparently that fountain is now somewhere in Florida in a Disney park. Of course I know it that is. much. 
And then number three, Allison and Madison uh, swim to a shimmering underwater paradise that appears to be at the bottom of the East River. <laughs> that's where all the Gungans live. That's the that's the true twist. The fuck, fun magic wand. They get there and it turns to a horror movie. And she's actually the freakish looking one out of the society. And it's all Gungans. And now Tom Hanks has to live underwater with Jar Jar Binks. What What's funny for me is no a, laugh on that, huh? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think what's weird, though, is as a kid, I didn't watch long enough into the credits to realize that they got to some glowing city somewhere. Here's what doesn't work for me. It's it's real simple. (laughs) She's a mermaid and mermaids are fake? No, I'm accepting that. All right. Have you ever put a fish in a hot bath? Do you know what happens to it? Do you know what happens to a fish when it gets struck by lightning? It's the same same thing that happens to everything else. You cook the fish? Yeah, you cook. He wouldn't. Do you think he's sleeping in bed and going like... That Korean family downstairs is steaming some trout. <laughs> some grappa. Not grappa. What am I? Grouper. Grouper. Not grappa. That's out of all the asinine shit in that, that she, as a mermaid, takes a hot bath. Also, fucking fish are horny, dude. All she wants to do, do is, is plow. Fuck. She wants to plow ass all the time. Well, and I got to say, if I'm Tom Hanks, I'm calling in sick. If Daryl Hannah wants to have me. Well, things don't really pick up until like three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> if I have Daryl Hannah. Yeah. You know what? What? Freddie? What? You haven't called. I haven't called in in like three close years. Close the fucking shop. Fix it yourself. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, that we're not recasting and do a magic wand now. I recast. Be- I didn't do my magic wand. I did magic wand and it's fucking killer. Okay. I um, can't wait to get to it. Okay. We kind of had a bit of a text conversation that went into regarding the appearance of Daryl Hannah's ass on Disney Plus and whether or not you can see it. So, so I, I watched mine on Amazon. Okay. But you I, still didn't get butt cheeks as No, what because you're you sent me a clip of what you were watching the other day and it was like, whoa, I think I can see her kidneys. <laughs> and not to grade her as a. Is that a Merkin? Yeah. <laughs> uh,. Uh, yeah. She had a gorgeous ass in 1984, and yeah, I did and not see that shot. It you, was either edited out or digitally covered with digital hair. My my thought is there's two scenes Like hair where, from her head, too, not right. ass hair. She didn't look like you. Yeah. <laughs> Mermaid's a goddamn Yeti! <laughs> there are two scenes specifically where you see her buttocks. Correct. The first one is when he first washes up on the shore. That, Apparently that scene was shot in, like, the Bahamas. Well, who wanted a vacation there? Yeah, Ron. Ron, uh, and then she runs and dives into the water. There's hair that hangs down. Yep. Apparently, they expanded out and lengthened digitally the, the digital hair. I'll, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link into why the does, show notes. Why does digital hair sound so gross? It does sound gross, but. She already had hair. But mind you, this Extension. is this is Touchstone Pictures. This was the uh, stealing from my own trivia. This was the first movie released under Touchstone. This was a subsidiary of Disney. So while even Buena then. Vista, Disney owned Touchstone Pictures. Okay. Okay. Um, but they already had her hair really long to yeah. begin with. Yeah. And so. You, they pretty much covered her butt outside of her jumping into the water. Right. When she jumps in, the hair kind of lifts up a bit, and you can see her butt. Oh, right my God. She jumps it's in. a human ass. Yeah. We all have one. But, yeah, so while there's still sex, apparently, in the version of Splash, well, but it's really odd. Now, now the other butt that you clearly see that I sent to you is when she gets up on Liberty Island, where the Statue of Liberty she is. She jumps over the She jumps railing. over the railing, and you see her nice 
formed dimpled ass right like, there. Oh man, like it was clear as day. There it is. Gorgeous. You don't see anything else after that. Apparently, I guess they cut whatever version you had on Amazon. There where you did not even see that. They just clipped out that, and you just Correct. see her on the island yeah. naked, walking. Yeah, right. And people <gasps> aghast. And watching the version that I have on keeps DVD, sounding like Daryl Hannah has a hairy ass. She doesn't. <laughs> Do you, uh, you have a favorite line or scene? I sound, your laughter makes it I sound. Have, okay, I have one. I have one favorite scene. It's about forty-five seconds. Excuse me. Morning. 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 Uh, I was dropped off on the wrong side of the beach, and I was wondering if you could take me over to the island. Well, uh, we're not. We're not going. We're just. We're taking the boat. We're going. To, we're not going out there. Oh, what? Uh, have you seen anyone else along this beach? No, just me and the moron twins. We're not twins. I forgot that. <laughs> I almost wrote that one down. That's uh, fucking funny. I forgot that you had sent we're that to me. And you sent that to me. You texted me and said, it's just me and the moron twins. It was moron twins line <laughs> of some kind that you sent to me. And I was like, fuck, what is – oh, that's – he's watching Splash, I bet you. And then I pulled up and I just typed in moron twins. And the first thing that came up was – Splash. <laughs> it's me and the moron twins. But are not Eugene, twins. Eugene Levy does such a good job of feeling uncomfortable and um what's the other word I was trying to find? Like he's really trying hard to avoid confrontation at the same time, but also not tell anything that's going on. Like he's really trying to evade talking. Um we're we're not going out there. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down one other line that I thought was funny. It was towards the end, and they're in the. Remember when they're we, in the car. Remember earlier when we talked about we underlined, or hold on, shut up. Or scene. Um, Favorite line or scene is when Cornbooth goes, "I'm really a nice guy. If I had friends, you could ask them. If I had my, friends, you could ask them." My favorite line is, <clears throat> "I'll serve if you hold my beer. That'll be your handicap." <laughs> When they're playing racquetball, I remember them playing racquetball yeah. too when I from when I was a kid, but not until I saw it again. That like, shot was one shot. He was able to get it to hit him in the head. In no the shit. <laughs> That's great. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention that got the biggest laugh out of me, and it's one other bit that I have to play. Okay. I completely forgot about the Swedish with English subtitles. Hey, Roaring. You picked out at least one word in there, don't you? Tom's penis. He says, hey, babe, I've got a 12-inch penis. <laughs> oh, my God. I swear to God, I busted a fucking gut when I heard it's that. It's not what he says. It's, the it's way how he says it. In Tom's penis. In Tom's penis. <laughs> Apparently, that was a really difficult scene for them to shoot because he had been up all night drinking at a bar with Jack Nicholson. And so he was either still drunk or hung over. And so when they were trying to shoot it, like even the sound guys were like doing this and because he couldn't get the line right. They were like like tired? laughing. Okay. Like here, they were holding up the boom and everything was shaking. Like cameras were shaking. <laughs> boom mic was moving in and out. Do you um, think Ron Howard called him Bucko? Like, do you think he got mad enough to be like, look, Bucko? <laughs> I doubt it. Okay. But I laughed so fucking hard. 
I had to pause the movie a moment. <laughs> I was so caught off guard with that line because I didn't remember it. And now while I may have seen it back when I first got it on DVD, but it had been so long, it was like watching it for the first time. <laughs> it's just when he responds with like a lot of good nudie films come from Sweden. And after you've seen them four or 500 times, the stuff starts to sink in. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do a magic wand or recast on this? I did a recast. All right. Well, I have a whole thing. Sure. So you go with your recast. My recast, I recast four. Okay. I recast um, Alan, Madison, Freddie, and um, Dr. Kornbluth. Okay. With Alan, I was trying to go for a little more modern, current day, or as close to current day as possible. Uh, I cast Joe Keery. As Alan, and that's the guy who plays Steve in Stranger Things. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good. For Madison, I cast Chloe Grace uh, Mortez. Okay. Hit girl. She's definitely six years above legal. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like her a lot, though. She's a really good actress. Yeah. Um, in, for Freddie, for some reason, <laughs> I picked Channing Tatum. I picked someone that was could, be, could kind of play a bit of a dirtbag, but you could understand why he got all the women that he did at the same time. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I couldn't think of anything else at the time, and that one just clicked. And then for Walter Kornbluth, I picked Bill Hader. <laughs> That's a good pick. That's, yeah. a good, that's a good recast. Yeah, yeah. Recast worked better for me, so I was glad. Okay, during the end credits, that montage scene, Alan, Madison, exploring the ocean. Alan is overjoyed at the sights and the experiences he's having. And slowly, in the distance, it appears, we're not sure at first what it is. And neither is Alan. Madison seems to, it seems to be old hat for her, but... Soon we can read it. The back of the transom. Orca. A small fishing boat. Alan seemed to remember hearing something about this ten or so years ago when he was a kid. They explore the wreckage and they find a few toss-away items. An old 38 pistol, a couple Narragansett cans, styrofoam cup, because those things don't break down. But then they see it. Just to the left of the steering wheel. There in the wreckage, an old army coat. Keeping warm the bones of our old friend, Quint. He finally made it home. <laughs> Just think? half of him. <laughs> Just his top half. The top half of him. When it said Cape Cod, as soon as I said Cape Cod, I was I'm like, like well, I have to tie this be close to Amity Island. I have to tie this to Jaws because that's where they filmed Jaws was Cape Cod. Yeah, it was like Martha's <laughs> Vineyard. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That wasn't far from it. <laughs> and what's really funny is I think Amity Island was supposed to be a, a fictional island outside of Long Island, which was. Have you seen Amityville. the baby? Amityville. Amityville. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The way the the original novel I think was written, huh. it was supposed to be Long Island. So all in all, it's still the same kind of like same ocean goddamn na- area neighborhood. I wonder if he could set up a whole like Magnificent Seven scenario where Madison's Gungan City under the water is being terrorized by the shark from Jaws, <laughs> and they have to get Tom Hanks and like six other people to help <laughs> defend the underwater city against. That's an interesting premise. Do you think mermaids age at the same rate as humans they appear to? Once they get in the water, how does sex work? Once he, once she only back- get, You only get mouth stuff after that. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh man, she's a blowfish. <laughs> I wish I'd written it down because Jamie and I, Jamie, <sighs> Jamie and I watched this together, and we came up with a thousand different nicknames. Hang on, I'm gonna go get her. Two seconds. <laughs> Come here. Shut the top door. Okay. Hey, do you remember? Hey, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? We don't. We didn't plan on having you in here today, so sorry for bothering so you. So I don't get my own microphone. You don't. Just crouch down a little bit more. Okay. We're we're married. You can get this close to me. Okay. It's okay. Do you remember when we watched Splash? Yeah. <laughs> it was it was bad, right? It was terrible. But we uh, we came up with uh. Alternate titles. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> I wrote some of them down. I found them. But do you remember what some of them were? Um, there was my personal favorite, the net. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have Operation Fish Catch. <laughs> um, let's see, Ron Howard's Catch of the Day. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> this summer, Tom Hanks is hooked. <laughs> Daryl Hannah is fishy. <laughs> And the last one I have is a fish called Madison. I think I also said, holy fuck, she's a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good like five minute run of laughing our asses off that night. Yeah, sure did. We laughed our fins off. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been better if Alan's name had been Gil? No. Thanks, baby. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any trivia, Nathan? No. Okay. This is more iconic with someone who grew up watching the movie than it is with someone who maybe had seen it at seven and then at 40. <laughs> Correct. Uh, I honestly believe that the two most iconic images for me watching this movie, uh, the first one is Madison laying in the bathtub. With her fin unfolding. With her fin unfolding yeah. at the other end. It's a cool shot. It is a cool shot. Other than the fact that apparently she's cooking herself. Um, and then the other images of Alan in the water tank where you see the small head and the huge body because of the um, juxtaposition of the focus between the, his head. Uh, refraction. Yeah, the refraction and his hand covering his crotch. Oh, yeah. I'm not a fish. <laughs> and he's, he's been in there for 12 hours. If he would have changed, he would have changed by now. You think if he was a fish, he'd be a man of war <laughs> or a manatee? Shut up. So there we did that one, did that one, did that one. Uh, Daryl Hannah apparently swam with the mermaid ta uh, tail so fast that her safety team could not uh, keep up with her pace. Do, do you remember the company, uh, the Mitre Corporation? Yes. Yeah. W w at our old job? Yeah. The paramilitary development company? They developed a fucking fin thing for people to swim. Like, it's creepy. But apparently she'd been so kind of playing around with that as a kid for forever. She was just enamored, fascinated Dude, also, with. do you remember last summer when I went down to the lake and I fucking called you and we were talking about Terminator and then I told you there was a woman out there in the lake swimming with the fucking mermaid thing on? Yes. They fucking make them. Sorry, dude. I did. There's none There's of this a weird counterculture out there. I, I, clearly. <laughs> clearly. That sleeping with the fishes is an entirely different... Oh, why didn't we think of that one? This summer, Tom Hanks is sleeping with, with the, the fishes. fishes. <laughs> uh, apparently, Candy uh, originally wanted to play Dr. Cornbluth. Ron Howard convinced him to play Freddy instead, and Candy recommended Eugene Levy since they both worked on SETV. CTV. The crazy, Which is the better casting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Crazy Eddie commercial that surprises Madison was for a real electronics store. Is that supposed to be like Crazy Gideon? I don't know. Did you know? Did you know Crazy Gideon? No. 
Okay. Is he, he an Indiana thing? No, he's a SoCal guy. Oh, well, no. Casey! That's right, I'm Casey, and I'm giving it away. 27 inch for 189. Yes, I am Casey. Jewish? Probably. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't ask a man his religion. I don't know. Was he Jewish? <laughs> no, man, I don't eat pork. He just doesn't eat pork. He just eat pork. Anyway, it was uh, the, the crazy, crazy Joe and the Melody Catchers or whatever you're. Cartoon commercial. Apparently, that actual was an actual electronics uh, store that at one point had like thirty or forty. Was it that many? Maybe I'm over exaggerating, but he had a fair amount of storefronts, mostly in New York, part some in Jersey, and maybe upstate New York. Okay. Um, Daryl Hannah had said that it was such a pain to remove and put uh, on the mermaid tail that she would just leave it on. And stay in it and stay in the water uh, during breaks between shooting scenes. Uh, on the commentary, uh, Hanks joked that he'd helped uh, his immobilized co-star with snack breaks and they would just throw like french fries down to her while she was down there. <laughs> they all found it funny, so it wasn't degrading at all. Uh, <laughs> just just feeding, feeding the fish. Uh, Tom Hanks did a one-time guest appearance on Happy Days in 1982. At Ron Howard's request, he read for a supporting role in the film and ended up being cast as the lead. Hmm. He played some guy that wanted to kick uh, Fonzie's ass. It was towards the end of the show where it was getting really bad. When it was the Fonzie show? Yeah, when it was the Fonzie show. And only uh, (laughs) Richie Cunningham would make a rare appearance because he'd been drafted into like You know what uh, would have been funny? You know what would have been funny too is if when they had Madison in that tank – uh-huh. If they'd had Henry Winkler come in and just jump over it. <laughs> uh, okay, so casting. Sweet. Tom Hanks has always claimed that he was the 11th choice to play the main role. Uh, even Roger Ebert did not like his casting. I thought he was fine in the I performance. I love Tom Hanks. Wanted... I, don't, I don't like this movie, but I... I it's... Yeah, he was fine in it. He, felt that it. he felt that it would have worked better in the role reversal where John Candy had been Alan. Instead, I'm like, I don't know if that would have worked. So I, in that respect, I think no. Roger Ebert was wrong. I do, too. Uh, for Alan Bauer, the role had already been turned down by Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, Dudley Moore, John Travolta, and Michael Keaton, Jeff Bridges, Richard Gere, Kevin Klein, David Morris, Burt Reynolds, Robin Williams, John Hurd, Christopher Reeve, and Robert Klein. In addition to being offered the role of Alan Bauer, Michael Keaton was also offered the role of Freddy. If they wanted the two brothers to actually look alike, Michael Keaton would have worked really well as a biological, look like a biological like mm. brother of Tom Hanks. Totally different. But he it would have been, been a darker version. Yeah. I think it would have been a darker version of Freddy. Yeah. Because John Candy being fat makes him non-threatening. Well, and apparently Tom Hanks looked at Ron Howard and said, I don't think people are going to believe that John Candy is my brother. And people, and then Ron Howard looked at him and says, no one's going to care. It's John Candy. And then he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you, He's a goddamn you, treasure. You have a point. Uh, for Madison, the role had already been turned down by Jodie Foster, Gross. Rosanna Arquette, Brooke Shields. Weird. Yeah. Uh, I can see her, actually. Yeah. No, here's the other weird one. Julia Louise Dreyfus. In 84. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Uh, Melanie Griffith, Diane Lane, Tatum O'Neill. Oh. <laughs> Michelle well, Pfeiffer. She went, Tatum O'Neill would have been maybe 20. Yeah. Michelle okay. Pfeiffer, Sharon Stone, Kathleen Turner, and Tanya Roberts. Tanya Roberts. 
Hi, I'm Tanya Roberts for Metamucil. Didn't she hawk some old person shit now? She's dead. Didn't she hawk some old person shit before she died? I have no idea. Okay. Fucked up my timing. All over it. (laughs) (laughs) You're a heckler, aren't you? You heckle comedians? No, just you. Okay. (laughs) I'm no comedian, but... Uh, Brooke, Brooke Shields would have worked for me. I think that's that's a, like a one to one trade. The actress who played uh, Blair from the Flax, the Flax, the Facts of Life. Oh yeah, uh, was also considered for Madison. She probably wouldn't do it because she was, uh, as I remember, a very uh, religious person. That a- the actress was may have. Well, so does it does it still hold up for you? Yes. Does it really? Yeah. No. The that's, movie, that's all I have. Yeah. Does I, your trivia hold up? It holds up to being a disappointment for you. Um, no, as a, as an eighties, yeah. as a mid eighties rom com, we talked um, we talked recently. Actually, it was last year. It was recently for you and me, Russ, because we just recorded the motherfucking. Hang on, Nathan. It's your hat. If you get were... down, get down. <laughs> <laughs> we I don't recorded of time that perfectly. It's, <laughs> and odd that it's a drum, uh, which is all timing. It's all in the timing, babe. We talked earlier today, you and me, Russ, here in the room, because we recorded to pick six, about how the 80s were kind of the Wild West. In some ways, yeah, absolutely. It's all the shit they threw at the wall, and it stuck in the 80s. So again, like we said earlier in this episode, forget the fact that she's a mermaid. So yes, as a rom-com, mid-80s fucking thing, it holds up. It's fine. Personally, not for me, because it's not my 80s rom-com. Right. If that makes sense. For me, I put down it still holds up, but only for nostalgic reasons. Sure. Um, it's a silly r- little rom-com that just came to me at, at just the right age. I'm not yet a man. I'm definitely not a boy. This was the movie that made me f- really fall in love with Daryl Hannah. Watching her as Madison made me realize that I definitely liked girls, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but if I was 40 and either seeing this movie for the first time or maybe seeing it for the first time in 20, 25 years, I might find some scenes funny. But I would probably be relatively unimpressed with the movie and its as a whole. Like I said, I don't think I'd watch the movie in 10 or 15 years. Uh, the film mostly works for me because it doesn't take itself too seriously. I agree. Um, I agree with that. It's funny and sweet, and it's just heartwarming enough to be charming. I think Hanks and Hannah have a pretty good chemistry together, even all if the chemistry is that she wants to fuck. And he's like, yeah, you're Daryl Hannah, of course. Let's fuck. <laughs> um, but – what keeps the film interesting is the unexpected humor and the decent supporting comedic casts of like Candy and Eugene Levy. Yeah. Is it the best movie ever made? No. Uh, but it's fun. Is it the best 80s movie about mermaids? No. Maybe. No. Probably. Uh, Little Mermaid is better. Uh, For Travis, it is. Oh, I no, I'm not a Little Mermaid fan either. <laughs> it's apples and oranges. We'll name we- another mermaid movie from the 80s that's better. Um, I think boom, were, roasted. I think right. there were two. <laughs> well, it's the better one. <laughs> it's only better because it's got Daryl Hannah's bare ass in it. On my version. <laughs> Apparently. So, so, so what's yeah. weird to me is the version I had, it, it covers her butt, but it shows her like in that tank all with... Uh, oh, kind of weird scaly... There's a, that's, a called, that's called something. And I work, on, fish guy. I work with fish and I can't remember what it is. But you can fully see her left breast. 
How does that get past the? Yeah, because it. And wasn't I don't even mean her. Way. I don't even mean Maybe? her being her bare breast being exposed, but like she's like dying and obviously there's an issue pain she's, and she's suffering, and then she's partially nude. That's okay, but somebody seeing her bare ass when she walks and goes over a stanchion, I don't know. I whatever. I don't mean to split hairs about it. Like I said, I dude, know. I was six the first time I saw this, and it definitely it, – it has its moments for me. Uh, it, it has Tom Hanks yelling. Yeah, we it sure all, does. We, That's my favorite. We know we love that. I love John Candy. Like I said, it was like seeing a John Candy movie for me for the first time. Eugene Levy, I love him. Sexy as fuck, Daryl Hannah, in this. She's – this is one of her high marks. This is her – High watermark. High watermark, yeah. Daryl Hannah stars in High Watermark. I laughed out loud several times, to be honest with you. Uh, Mrs. Amelda Hay always gets me. <laughs> her name is funny. The fact that she, you Mrs. just... Mrs. Amelda Hay, our, our father's been dead for... The fact that you don't hear anything and you hear her and you turn around and there she is with just this old lady fucking boulder holder one, two, three on the brazier. outside of her. Yeah. Shit. It's not even a bra. It's a... Yeah, with that, it's a brazier, you know? Like, it's old school. The, the fairy tale aside, I, I'm not a huge fairy tale fan because, well... They fucking don't exist. It's not my Daryl Hannah rom-com. It's, That's Roxanne. It's Roxanne for me. But it is when, when you pair it back, it comes from that that era of the mid-80s, like Ghostbusters. And well, you also have to realize. Jesus, that, dude. The, the, like we said, the, the, mid, the early mid-80s, fuck, even the late 80s. It's like they were on so much goddamn cocaine. Everybody from the camera guy all the way up to the guy greenlighting the projects. It was like, how did some of this shit get made? Yeah. This know. summer, Tom Hanks is going to get wet. <laughs> I can't even finish that one. Daryl Hannah smells like tuna. <laughs> and now the Gordon's Fisherman Catch of the Day double feature. Daryl Hannah is tuna Madison. casserole. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Play me the trailer for Princess Bride. <laughs> My Wesley will always come for Clear is dead. You may have heard tales of damsels in distress. I'm killing myself once we reach the honeymoon suite. When that be nice. But you've never seen anything like the Princess Bride. Inconceivable! She gets kidnapped. He gets killed. I've seen worse. But it all ends up okay. Have fun storming the castle! The Princess Bride, a new comedy by Rob Reiner. Rated PG. Special sneak preview Saturday. Check newspaper for theaters. Is that the fucking guy reading that trailer? Is he like a self-affirmation host? I bet you anything that the, that was the same guy who Mr. read ben the trailer for when we did um, Fletch. Because it was like... It was the same voice. It was the same dude. It sounds like a... He it's sounds a like, bad trailer guy. It sounds like a grief counselor. Now, Nathan. Now, Nathan, I know you were involved in a Don't house worry. Fire. It all ends up okay. Don't worry, Nathan. The house fire can't come back to get you because it's a fire. Yeah, that trailer sucks. <laughs> it was the best TV spot I could find. Man. Do okay. you, want to see, you want me to find... Hold on. I'll play some fun music here for you. You you couldn't have fucked that up anymore if like <laughs> Oh my Play your God. clip, play your clip. What clip? Just play it. The clip you just played and then we're laughing about it right now. 
Hey, Roaring. Ik hoor een tulf in Tom's penis. God damn it, Nathan. <laughs> you fucking mutant. <laughs> I oh. thought you were going to find a better clip. And then it's just the Tom's penis. <laughs> no, no, no. This is it. This motherfucking Sunday, Curry Elways, Wallace Shawn, Andre the Giant, and Rob Reiner star in the Rob Reiner classic, The Princess Bride, Sunday night between 7 and 9 p.m. on ABC 22 Fox 45. Yeah. One and done. So do I get to hear it now? Because I couldn't hear it at all. You couldn't hear you, no. you couldn't hear what? It was so loud. Whatever you were saying, I couldn't hear. All I heard was carry you. Then I heard Rob Ryder. That was about it. The implication of these two movies is that they're directed by Opie and Meathead. Oh yeah. They are two television stars that became pretty prominent Hollywood directors for Fucking about good, good directors. Twenty years good twenty oh, man. years at least. None of what has happened thus far in this half of the episode has been planned. I wanted to be about half done with this half of the episode by now, and here we are, not having started yet. It's yeah. A, and it's okay. Yeah. This season, Nathan and Travis are unorganized. Fuck shit up. Nathan and Travis are drunk. What are your first not impressions? Yet. Not yet, Mom. Uh, first impressions. How old were you the first time you saw? Mm, I don't have a specific memory with this movie. Uh, I, oh, babe, I, I got. I, that's what I figured. Several. You, you kind of said. Um, I know '87 held several movies specifically that are burned into my brain. Like two that I pull right out are like Interspace and Spaceballs. I, I saw Spaceballs in the theater. Like a specific. I must have rented it with the parents. Later, I was like nine. No, I was I was nine when I first saw this, and it was like every well, not every but a lot of movies we've talked about on here. Uh, you was, knew right where you were when you saw this for the first time. It was my uh, Dayton, Ohio Fox affiliate that was their Sunday night movie. I can't count the number of times I've seen this. Like I watched it a couple weeks ago to take notes, and I literally Jamie she a she knows better to not sit in there because. I can't let this movie like be on and not just start repeating line shit. Every call and response. I'm, you know, I do not think that means what you think it means. You know, so all the lines back and forth. Who doesn't matter? Unemployed in Greenland. I fucking love this movie, dude. But this was one of those, like I would watch it every week. Um, when I was a kid, like with that youthful, I would say more than 30 times then, if that's the case for a period of time with that youthful thing that you do when you watch, or maybe you didn't, I don't you know, just that, get stuck on something and you just want to that gluttonous thing that you do yeah. when you watch a movie and watch a movie and watch a movie and watch a movie to where like, I know the inflection of the, like when you were playing the, the trailer, I was yeah. like, Oh, where's that line? That line's not there. Like, this is one of my fucking movies, but Until, I sat down to watch it a couple weeks ago and it was just like, like Manchurian Candidate, like all the programming just came right back. Like I was repeating the lines, and God damn it, dude! How do we not? How can we not talk about that? That beautiful fucking wraparound story of the grandfather and his grandson. Yeah, real Peter quick. Peter Falk is like the perfect way to like have. He's like at certain point in time, he's like America's grandpa at in a certain. He has this time old. And, yeah. He has this old Polish Jew quality about him in this movie. 
where he's like he's from I just say Polish Jew because that seems like the oldest old country to come from to me. Like that's he like he carries the most heritage. My grandfather used to read it to me. And my yo I read it to your father and today I'm gonna read it to you. Yeah. I tried to find this book at the library when I was a kid. And you know, also S. The- Morgan Stern didn't write it. It was there's another guy. I'm a little thirsty too. <laughs> How old were you the first time you saw this? Oh I may have seen it the first time when it was available to rent, and so that would have been 88, 89. So, yeah. Around the same 12, time 13. as me. Were you in love with Robin Wright at the time? No. She was oh, She was so... I was more in love with Daryl Hannah. Okay. Okay. But Man. I get Robin Wright and this movie. I, I loved her in this. And then I did, how about I was like five years after Forrest Gump came out to be like, holy shit, Jenny is Buttercup? Wow, she became a whore. All all of the memorization uh, that I have of this and uh-huh. the scenes are from the TV edit that I've seen. Like the how the, much did they edit out of this? Just it was for time. I'm just curious. Oh, okay. it was so for edited time. For, sometimes it's content. Sometimes it's yeah. time. I always forget the scenes that they felt were not like the as eels. Like I didn't see the eels. The, really? The RUSs. The eels kind of freaked me out a bit because the sound and then the yeah. it was barely and in then the, when it comes up and then it cuts. It was barely that was barely in the edit I saw. Really? The RUSs. Barely Not in it. Really? It jumps and hits him, and then it cuts to him stabbing the one. Uh, no. It jumps and hits him, and then he wrestles a bit, and then it cuts to him stabbing it off camera. <laughs> that was all I got. <laughs> Probably for violence. Lisa and I were watching at least the first half. This is, she's indifferent to this movie. It was past her prime. Sure. Uh, of maybe don't age. say maybe don't say that about a woman. That's your wife. No, the no. movie was past her. Shut up. <laughs> I'll cut that part out because I don't want you to get divorced. <laughs> um, it was past the age that she would have given a shit. I know what you mean. Yeah. But the, one of the first few things that was really noticeable when watching the story when he was starting to talk about Buttercup was first was, where's mom and dad? Like, did they die from the Black Plague? Is she the only one there with farm boy Wesley? And is he living in the hut because he has no other place to go? The barn with only three walls. Right. <laughs> and she's and she's kind of a bitch at the beginning. She's because, a proper bitch to him. Yeah. Uh, the other one was right after she finds out when Wesley doesn't have enough money for a wedding, and then she finds out that he's died at the hands of uh, the Dread Pirate the Roberts. The Dread Pirate Roberts. I'm like, what is she? Seventeen. I will never love again. At 17, she, well, she's like, dude, she's 17. She's already at middle age in the middle ages when she's 17. <laughs> but that's, you a, know? that's such a 17-year-old thing yes, to think, Yes, that though. is very much a 17-year-old thing. But I'm like, mommy, she gave up really quickly. <laughs> and then just kind of goes, all right, Humperdink, Pumpernickel, whatever. Whatever I'll, your name is. I'll, I'll marry, marry, marry him for money. Robin Wright's British accent, as far as I'm concerned, is fucking good. Yeah, it's, it's not over the top. It's, it's just subtle, right? It's yeah, very it's, sweet. Very like, her voice. I'm is sure very everybody sexy. that's in the UK listening to this that downloads our podcast goes, "Cracks and that's shit. absolute bollocks." <laughs> See, that's a flawless British accent right there. Right there, <laughs> crikey! Oh wait, that's wrong. Uh, I I think her British accent's good because to the to the point that when I was a kid, I thought she was British. Which is why it didn't register with me that she was Jenny in Forrest Gump because her Southern accent is trash. Like Jenny. Figuratively? Jenny yeah, is Because Jenny is trash. This is how – this was this was how I linked my uh, just observational notes. I had two notes. It was within the first five minutes after they start the story, and it was regarding 
Like, where's mom and dad? And then, ooh, dude, she's 17. She's already in her middle ages in the middle age. The next note I have is, I believe this movie, along with other movies, TV shows, cartoons, and video games, made you think that quicksand was going to be a much bigger problem than it actually was. I grew up terrified of quicksand. Right. Where is but it? Look, like, that was like 45 minutes later. That's how much I get pulled into the story, and I just enjoy watching it. Then I'm like, oh, wait. I'm wait. I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Wesley's already back again. It was called... Was it called Lightning Sand? I can't remember if it was specifically called that. Was it called Quick Sand, but they called it Lightning Sand or something like that? But the biggest issues were, you know, they knew where the fire was. Because the The popping sound. The popping sound. got that sorted. Quick Sand, so you've done that and sorted that out. And then the RUSs? I don't think they actually But Wesley, what about the RUSs? Rodents of unusual size? size. I don't think they exist. (laughs) That might edit cut to commercial there. Then it comes back. Before or after it attacks him, it jumps and hits him, and he, the, and he then like, commercial break. Well, it jumps and hits him, and I'm he, Cal. It it jumps and hits him, and he he falls out of frame, right. and it cuts to commercial, and then it comes back. What a horror! Why, and he's rolling. He hears that. the pop. He he burns it. He comes up. He stabs it off camera. <laughs> That's the RUSs in mine. I wrote down here after that was like, was it just me or did the RUSs kind of look like they may have been created by Jim Henson's Creature Shop? Totally Jim Henson looking. Think so I think there were people in there. They look like actual legs. Could have been showbiz pizza. I don't know. Showbiz pizza. The sound a sword makes when somebody pulls it out of a scabbard. Yeah. Oh, I love that sound. Is there something that doesn't work for you? Can you limit it to one? I only actually have one. Oh, wow. And it's more like I'm kind of tired of the trope, and so that's more or less the What trope? The issue. It's the damsel in distress. But it's 87. So this is almost 40 years ago. Right. 35 years ago. so the only thing that I don't care for in this film, while it's very traditional stories, it's very traditional in a story like this, is that Buttercup is a damsel in distress. She sort of course corrects towards the end where she's a little more like... But she has more personality than just a damsel in distress. She does, but it's a little annoying. But outside of that, in all honesty, no, there's really nothing that that bothers me that doesn't work with this movie. Same. This movie pretty much fires on like 99% for me. (laughs) Oh, oh, here's the other thing. How did Fezzik fit into the <laughs> the oh. pit of distim- the pit of despair? <laughs> that was a really small opening for a really large man. Some of his dialogue <laughs> is still to this day hard for me to understand what he's saying. Oh, Andre the Giant, yeah. his French accent, yeah, and, well, his, uh, yeah his, well, his French well, his, accent and his, his very, giant his, French his, accent, his his French accent and his giant ass vocal cords. Just, yeah, his frequency is so low. Um, yeah, every once in a while, there's the does that really rhyme? Because it didn't click for uh, me no, when I hear funny. it. You know that's what I'm funny. talking about? No more rhymes now. I mean it. Anybody, Anybody want a peanut? peanut? Ah! You love someone that deeply, that purely, that at middle age <laughs> of 17. When he turns up and starts talking, you're not going to recognize his voice. That's New- what I would have thought, too. Nuance. I was kind of thinking that, too. Actually, I thought it when, we were, when I was watching it last night. I'm like, how does she not realize that that's Wesley's voice? Yeah. But again, we'll love again. If, if, if I'm if I have to accept the fact that mermaids just exist, we have to just accept. You have to just accept. She forgot what his voice sounded like. Sure, because he's been gone for five years. So is that how long it was been? Yeah. Okay. So I have the book. I haven't actually read it yet. Fuck! You have the book? 
He's published like no, I know he he wrote a sequel, but it doesn't. Well, I don't know if he wrote a sequel. He, I have no he idea wrote about that, but I know so he that wrote he's this. The guy that wrote this, he wrote it for his daughters. It was a yeah. story he told, a continuing story he told his daughters at I night. I think it was published in the early seventies, but yes, it he, was. He told the story to his daughters at night as like a bedtime story, and he was like, "Fuck, this is actually kind of pretty good. I'm going to write this shit down." <laughs> and he wrote it down, and it great movie. And he tried to write a sequel, not not so much, so much. Yeah. Well, that's good that it didn't. Get... So there's not a lot that doesn't work for me. No, there's not. I, and I'm gonna, I think it's again. I'm going to bump my. Does it still hold up to the end? But I think we can probably figure out where I stand on <laughs> um, that. Wait, 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 though. Um, Bone dude. What's the music for? Um, summarize the movie in two sentences. <laughs> Peter Falk reads a kissing book to Fred Savage. <laughs> the story is so good that even though he's read the entire book. In one afternoon, he promises it to read to Fred Savage again tomorrow. I didn't mean to laugh at the Bill Levin. That don't that care. Was fucking great. <laughs> Columbo reads Kevin Arnold a book. Yeah, that would have been even better, but I didn't think about that. <laughs> oh, one yeah. more, one more thing. Ah, one more uh, thing. I'll give you that's three sentences, dude. It's not. You put a fucking, dude. I read a compound sentence. You two put a compound sentence. Okay, two. Look, I'm not retarded two, like you. Two bullet point sentences. That's what you get. No semicolons. I have commas. No hyphens. You get one comma going forward. I got forward. two commas. Fuck you. You get one comma for your two sentences going forward. So you really want it short, is what you're saying? Yes, that's the point of it. Brevity. Look, I got there from previous episode. Nathan is long winded. While Nathan reads long-winded sentences, comma. semicolon, he reads movies... That was a comma. <laughs> the semicolon. Ass. You get one comma or semicolon going forward. Uh, so we did what doesn't work. Do you have a favorite line or scene? I noticed you emphasized the or part. Yes. Much, I have two lines. Much as I emphasize the semicolon or comma you get going forward. Guess what? I have two lines. Uh, it's like, you fell victim... To one of the, the classic, classic blunders, blunders, the most famous of which is never get involved in the land war in Asia. But only slightly less well known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. That joke only was funnier when I was older. <laughs> the, With the whole never get involved in a land war in Asia. That's a that's a, it's a Vietnam reference. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. I think so. I, I couldn't tell if it was Reagan or Bush or... Yeah, but... Uh, but, okay, yeah. The other one is Wesley that just says, we are men of action. Lies do not become us. But he says that the six-finger man. Yeah. When that's you can some, tell you're lying, yeah. you're going to take me somewhere and fuck me up. I know this. Yeah. Don't lie. It's cold. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't have a favorite line in this. Because every scene, in my opinion, was favorite, and so I couldn't pick one, and so that's why I just picked two lines. But my favorite scene is that fucking sword fight between Wesley and Inigo. <laughs> I love that halfway through, Mike, and he's like, what? I am not really left-handed or whatever it was. Oh, you butchered that. Was yeah, like, I was, I'm off on well, that. I know something you don't know. Then why are you smiling? Because I'm not left-handed yes. either. <laughs> yeah. It's... There's like a gentlemanly camaraderie as he like. Helped, oh, it's so fun. He helps so him up. The, he helps him up the cliff of despair. The uh, not the cliff of despair. Yeah, it is cliffs of despair. No, it's, it's the pit of despair. Oh, it's the cliffs of insanity. Yeah, cliffs of insanity. Helps him up there with <laughs> the rope. The with the rope that they cut, and then he's like, he starts to limp, and he's like, no, 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 take a second, pimp. Yeah, I, what, I got you. Yeah, I want this to be a fair fight, you know. Yeah, and then they talk a bit. Like they they are. 
men of their word and they want to fight each other at their top. Yeah, they're like, gentlemen. I know, you know, yeah, they are gentlemen fighters. But they also keep a little trick in their back pocket as like, they're both fighting left-handed yes. and they're both fucking, you know, they're yeah. both righties. I yeah. love that. Um, it's, it's Don't ask me to do anything pretty much with my right hand except move a mouse. It's, <laughs> you know. Are you left-handed? Yeah. Oh, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> it's <laughs> like a micro version of this movie everything that this movie tries to have it boils it down into this it is i never thought about it like it's that, gallantry but it's, it's it's good sportsmanship it's you know fencing fighting i, I guess they don't kiss each other but <laughs> is this a kissing fight um excuse me it's quick witty dialogue oh, swashbuckling like, like swashbuckling they like one like overplays just a little more than uh yeah and you go like yeah, it's funny. It's funny. It's got like yeah. it's, it's got a little bit of humor in it, and then it's got a little bit of drama in it. When he's like, "Okay, don't like when he beats Inigo, and it yeah. goes like, right, don't don't draw this out. Just fucking kill me." And he was like, oh, "What does he say? I'll soon destroy a stained glass window as an artist like yourself." However, I can't I, have you following. I can't have me, you following, following me either. Hits him over the head. Fucking clocks him with the fucking <laughs> butt of that sword. <laughs> I always miss mix that one up because it's what he says to Fezzik when he chokes him out, like it, like suffocates him. Like oh, don't stop, it, don't don't say it. He says when he chokes Fezzik out. The uh, whole thing. I, I, I just do not. End. I do not envy you the headache you have when you will awake. But in the meantime, sleep well and dream of large large women. women. <laughs> I always remember the end. Dream of large women. <laughs> There's a funny uh, behind the scenes thing. Um, Carrie Elway's got hammered during the filming of this with Andre the Giant. Uh, in the hotel where they were, uh, staying. they have a drinking like they game? weren't having a contest because nobody's that fucking stupid. <laughs> no but, kidding. Um, they both got just plowed, p- pissed, blackout drunk, and Andre the Giant passed out in the hotel lobby. And Carrie Elway's probably weighed a buck thirty five. Yeah, he couldn't move that motherfucker, so he went and got hotel staff, and they just put fucking stanchions around him <laughs> and let him sleep it off in the hotel lobby. And Carrie Elway's was like, "I'm gonna Errol Flynn off to bed, man." I do know that – I don't know if it's a part of your trivia, but I do know that at there were certain times because of how big Andre the Giant was and the, the physical issues that he started to have as he got older yeah. that he couldn't even carry Robin Wright at certain points in time. And so he was supposed to catch her. Like he – like she was still on like string – not strings, but she was still supported. Yeah, yeah. Like he couldn't even hold her at that point. Yeah. In his life. I know that was kind of interesting. And then like, he still wrestled for another five years, I think. Yeah, that's nuts. Poor. I also I always laugh towards the end when they ride off underneath the bridge out of the castle. That poor bastard horse that <laughs> had to carry. I'm, I'm, I'm hope, I was hoping that that was not actually Andre, that there was someone else, because that poor son of a bitch horse, <laughs> get this fucker off me! Uh, <laughs> did you notice uh, in the wraparound story, the Peter Falk... Fred Savage story. Did you clock any of the stuff on his shelf? I clocked the fact that there were several indications that it might have been right around Christmas time. There was okay. There was yeah. Santa Claus when the door opens and you look in the hallway. There's kind of some like greenery, child made Santa Claus. Yeah. Right. There's actually um, that Santa Claus is kind of sadistic looking. It's pretty creepy looking. Yeah. There's uh, he's playing out. I know outside the houses. I know you can tell it's kind of a matte painting, but you can see Christmas lights up. So it's like didn't notice either, that. Lisa pointed that out the last time we watched it. I'm like, it's I'm like this may be kind of around Christmas time. The thing. grandson is playing, I believe it's RBI baseball. He's playing some type of baseball game with um, a shitty joystick. Yeah, Atari. 
I believe. Yeah. On his shelf oh. is at least. Oh. 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 Yeah. Uh, on his shelf, there's a bottle of codeine. What? It's <laughs> just like a fucking cough syrup. Okay. Like a big old red bottle he's of sick. like, okay. yeah. like opioid grade codeine, <laughs> which the people of my ilk, we just go like, mm. saw that. Um, <laughs> he's got a toys. He's got a uh, second generation He Man figure from the, uh, actually, it's from the She Ra era. Okay. It is uh, from the Horde era. Uh, it's just a fuzzy mer, uh, uh, Beast Man kind of character. Um, Captain America, bag of Cheetos. Like and, the, I love the clear bag of like Frito chips. But you probably know, how many times have you seen Spinal Tap? I've seen it enough. The hat that it's Rob, been a while since I've watched it. The though. hat that Rob Reiner wears in Spinal Tap. Yes, is that in there? Is it's that hanging. hanging on it? It's hanging on his shelf. No, I never made it's that a re- connection. It's, it's a reproduction, but it's like. But uh, it's a nod to this was his first actual feature film, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, that's no, cool. Uh, Stand by Me was his first. Well, actually, his first feature film was Spinal Tap. Oh yeah, dumbass, dumbass. But I mean, Spinal Tap's not so much a feature. It was still a feature film. It but, was a mockumentary. But, but anyway, that's this is cool. His, yeah, he. They, they neither put, here nor there. Yeah, they put his. Um, no, I never noticed that. I. They yeah they did uh, they put the the navy hat. I can't remember the name of the ship, but um, Marty DeBerge is his character in Spinal Tap. And the hat, right, the hat he wears in Spinal Tap is hanging on. And grand, it was a USS something type of yeah, naval hat. The right. USS Titty Kaka. Big bottom. Yeah, yours is better. Um. Also, I never thought about this until now, but Humperdinck and Tyrone, are they like slapping asses? <laughs> was his name, the six-finger man whose name was Tyrone? Tyrone, yeah. You know what they say about dudes with six fingers? What? Hard to buy, hard to buy gloves. He gets the best hand jobs. <laughs> it's an extra 26%. More to cram into a hole? Oh. oh. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't pick that up until now. Like, like their relationship what's is... What's worse is that the fingers move when they see it for the first time. That's so fucking That's rad. Everything's fine. That. And it's like, Mike, dude, we know you have six fingers. You don't have to indicate that you can no, move I think, them, too. No, I think it's extra. No, I, I get like it. it. I it's like just it. funny. Like, I no, like they're it all that, real. I like it that they make it move. Because it's like... Otherwise, you'd just be like, oh, is that, he just fucking just made a six-finger glove and put it on his is hand. Is that the name of your band or the name of your album, The Sixth Finger? <laughs> uh, it's neither. It's it's the name of my strip club. <laughs> I like that it's animatronic and moves. Like, it makes it a better special effect. No, I get it, but it's and kind I of fucking, weird. It's like, this, I, this, it looks like there's a full flow. Like, it, it looks unnatural because it's fucking six fingers. <laughs> I wish they'd done it with Hannibal Lecter because in the books, Hannibal Lecter has six fingers. On both hands? Uh, no, on one of one or So the he's other. got 11. Yeah. If you fucking just think about that for a second, that's why they did it, because these go to 11. <laughs> oh, no, really? Yeah. That was that much of an inside joke? Inside joke! That's why they did Never it. Never made that connection. Fucking, I didn't either until I just oh my God. did trivia on it. I fucking love that joke, man. That's the best. That's great. Yeah. He's code to 11. It'd be funny if there was a picture of Chris Sarandon. What, the six finger and five finger? He's code well, to 11. It's not, it's not Chris Sarandon. It's Christopher Guest. No, Chris, yeah, that's right. Christopher Guest. If you could do a magic wand or recast. I recast this one. 
I didn't do Magic Wand. I was the same. I recast. Okay. I did four. I did six. Within the past year, I started seeing like posts on social media of if you were going to recast Princess Bride, these all these actors would be great. Did you so really, I, was it really Princess Bride? The Princess Bride, oh, yeah. Okay. And so I was trying to avoid that. And so I knew at some point we were doing this. And so I think I may have read it once all the way through. But it was so long ago that I could only remember one. Okay. The only person that I remember that they re- who they recast, they had recra- recasted um, Anigo Motoya instead of um, Mandy Patinkin. They did Oscar Isaacs. And I was like, okay, that's not bad. But – and I just – I have my four, and then I have Lisa's. Mine are, with Wesley, I did Dev Patel, Slumdog Millionaire. He's Indian, but he is British. Okay. <clears throat> I think he can pull off the Wesley, kind of kind of throw the a bit of the stereotype away with just Anglo-Saxon. Keep um, the swashbuckling. Right, but- yeah, because when you look at him, he could easily pull that off. Uh, with Buttercup, I chose Dakota Fanning. Only reason why is, okay. is I she's now... T- or 26 years old. There's a show on TNT that we've watched at least one season of called The Alienist. And she's mm. in that and she's playing like late 1800s. Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, in that in that role specifically. Uh, Anigo Montoya, I chose uh, Diego Luna, who is in um, Rogue One. Cassian and Cassian. That's who I chose as Anigo Montoya. And That's then good. for Fezzik. This is dumb, but not dumb, but this was the easiest is I chose Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. No, I chose a pro wrestler for Fezzik. Right, okay. You went hot with Fezzik. I did. You went cut hot. Okay. Yeah. I went Okay, we'll get there. Okay. Um, who, who did Lisa choose? Lisa chose she wanted to her ma- her magic wand and recasting was to change how Buttercup and Wesley like either interact or how they one is looking for the other. She chose Tom Holland, who plays the newest Spider-Man, okay. as Wesley. And for Buttercup, she chose Emma Stone. And she kind of wanted to flip the roles on their head. I'm sold. For I'm okay. rather than one choosing to save the damsel in distress, that they're kind of just searching for each other. That'd be, that'd be fine. Right. Yeah. Um, for Inigo Montoya, she went uh, mid to late 90s, Antonio Banderas as Inigo. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, that totally works. Sure. Because he works really well in like the Mask of Zorro. Zorro, yeah. That's a, um, that's a one-to-one trade And then for Fezzik, uh, she initially had Brad Garrett. <laughs> because Everybody, he's like six eight. Everybody he, loves Wesley. Yeah, and but instead she was like, no, no, no. I want you to change my recast. And I'm like, okay, who is it? She said Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> I'm like, okay, he's big and he can kind of pull off a bit of that charming presence. And so I was like, all right, I feel like a horrible racist now because I have whitewashed my cast. That's the cast is white. But so I, I wish I I put some people of color in here, but I didn't. And here's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> For Wesley, I went with 1999 Ewan McGregor. Oh, all right. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Not that tone, but like, just I, I bring in one Anglo-Saxon swashbuckler for another. Buttercup, 1999, Uma Thurman. Gattaca era Uma Thurman. Before the you bride. Could do, Before she starts playing the bride. Yeah, but you could do, killing, you could have done, um, was she, she wasn't in Mighty Aphrodite, was she? She was in a Woody Allen movie. No, Mighty Aphrodite was Mira Sorvino. Mira Sorvino. But yeah. I thought Mira no, no, Uma's daughter. Uma Thurman was in some. And anyway, um, either ninety nine or mid nineties. And you went with six characters, correct? I did. Okay. For Fezig, 
Mick fucking Foley. <laughs> All right. Mankind. Cactus Jack. Fucking I went dude. Mick Foley because Mick Foley's a bigger dude, but he's not. I went Mick Foley because he's a big dude and he's got a personality. Okay. Inigo, I have to do it. Johnny Depp. Pre-Pirates? I'm not saying that it wouldn't work. Pre-Pirates. Because it would very much work. 2000 I... Johnny Depp. Uh, Tyrone, a six-finger man. I'm going to say 1989 Anthony Hopkins before he's Lecter. You could do 1992 Anthony Hopkins no, but, just okay. to play off of it. But Anthony Hopkins. But he would play that deliciously that... kind of evilness. Yes, deliciously evil, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Humperdinck, Bobby De Niro. He would be a Cause he could do, different he could, asshole. He could play it any different fucking way. You know, play him as fucking Sam the Jew from Casino. Okay. Like that sort of like clingy fucking. Yeah. I, I have to possess you kind of thing. But no, not, I, I but don't, see that. but don't yeah, play yeah. him, but don't play him like, you know, he's not, he's not in New York, you know, don't play him like that, but play him like an intense possessive lover. Why was he possessive of Buttercup? Cause she had no money, right? Just Robin Right. It was his princely right or whatever that he could pick any woman of the land. I think he was fucking the six-fingered man. Or the six-fingered man was fucking him. Which, that's another reason I chose Anthony Hopkins to play Rugen. Kung Fu grip. It's the other reason I chose Anthony Hopkins to play Rugen. Because six fingers. Which hand was it? Left. You weird fuckers. (laughs) Teachers used to beat that shit out of you people. How about some trivia? Six-pack trivia. <laughs> you step all over me, you dick. Uh, during some of the scenes, uh, most accurately, the um, castle scene at the end, when they... Hello, pretty lady. You know? Yes. Um, Andre the Giant would keep Robin Wright's head warm. With one hand. Oh, I remember hearing about something like that because it's so big. You yeah. just, yeah. I Great. guess it was cold you ever seen outside? that picture? You ever yeah. seen that picture of him palming a beer can and it looks like he's a, holding like a like a one of those V eight cans or whatever, like a like, small, looks like yeah. a toy. Also, have you heard the story of the uh, on set Andre the Giant farted for sixteen seconds? <laughs> <laughs> like whatever was wrong with him, he farted for sixteen consecutive seconds. And then cleared Rob, the room, I would Rob, imagine. Rob Reiner goes, Andre, are you okay? <laughs> and he goes, I am now, boss. I know that exists somewhere. That footage God, as man, an outtake. I want to hear that. me that that was shot and recorded because you would who think. Wouldn't, like, you know, Rob Reiner. You, there's no way Rob Reiner didn't go, you got that right. <laughs> print print one for me, okay, please. Like it's going in my. He's playing the dude from Die Hard. He's like, please tell me you got that. <laughs> this is Mandy Patinkin's favorite movie. He's done. Name me other Mandy Patinkin movies. Movies I can't, but he was in I... Chicago Hope. He was in a show called Homeland with Dead Like Me. Claire Danes. He was in one of my favorite shows, Dead Like Me. The uh, the scene where um, Rugen hits. Um, Wesley Albino? Oh, no. and knocks him out. He really knocked out Carrie Elway's. Had to shut production down. Oh, damn! Sorry, Sorry Nico. I didn't mean to jog you so hard. <laughs> I um, always think that the the guy who plays the albino is someone bigger in the U.S. possibly, and it's the U- name UK. Or no, I'm just saying that 
like you, you I, said bigger in the U.S. I know I said the U.S. Like mm. he would have been known bigger in mm. the U.S. And I look at his name and what he's been in, and it's he may be much bigger in the U.K. He's in one of my favorite movies called um, Brain Donors with uh, John Turturro. It's know, a stupid. It's like a fucking. You know what? It doesn't matter. Um, it's a Friday night movie. Yes, and also ran for Fezzik. No surprise, Schwarzenegger. Not not he wasn't there. He wasn't not, even close. Not to there in yet. not in eighty six. Not in no. eighty six. No. Um, but at least I understand that. Was would there? So there was no other wrestlers or not the, not, not that, that I read. you had the sword fighting, which is another reason it's my favorite scene um, between uh, Wesley and uh, Inigo. That uh-huh. is actually Carrie Elway's and Mandy Patinkin. I'm sure it's heavily edited, but that's still them. Hard wow. to fa- hard to fake Mandy Patinkin because he's not wearing a mask. But um, <laughs> the only way to fake him is if it's shot from behind. Exactly. Yeah. Um, another another Fezzik, uh, Liam Neeson. What? That seems really odd. Stupid. Yeah. So he's just blandly Irish. Um, another one for Vinzini, which would have been it would have been too much at the time, I mean, it would be way too much now. But in a fun way, it, it could be okay. Which was Danny DeVito. <laughs> hey asshole <laughs> he seems a little more italian you know but outside of that no. sure wallace sean doesn't seem anywhere Sour sicilian yeah he doesn't to seem italian or sicilian. Yeah, sicilian or italian um, and i way. lied i have another uh also ran for fezzig uh kareem abdul jabbar my name is roger murdoch oh I that could have Le- been good that could have been good so in proving that i know something about something uma thurman was actually considered for buttercup Really? But considered too exotic in 1986. And fuck In 1986, yeah. I would have initially thought possibly too young. Too young, but fuck. Okay. Mm. Mm. Also ran for Buttercup, Courtney Cox, Meg Ryan. In 86? No, I, Meg I Ryan, understand why Meg, Meg Ryan, Ryan yes. was starting Courtney, to be... Courtney Cox, no. An it girl. Courtney Cox was not there yet. Um, now nah, we got Masters of the Universe. We'll be all right. Yeah. Let's chuck her into this garbage. <laughs> um, another... another two Jews from... From canon, we're like, we got her. They weren't Jews, dude. They were Iranian. They're, they're Israelis, so they were Jews. Were they Israelis? I thought yeah, they were, they were Iranian. No, they were Israelis. <laughs> oh. Quit fucking up my trivia. Carrie Fisher was also considered for Buttercup. She was too high on Coke at the time. 86? She might have been. Christopher Reeve and also ran for Wesley? No. Not in '86. You're probably. hardly Superman. If anything, you're nothing other than Superman. Um, this could also qualify as a Chicago movie because the wraparound story of the grandfather and the grandson takes place in Chicago. Well, it makes sense because he had a the picture bears. of the fridge on his he like had a, a big poster. Well, of the he was also wearing a Bears jersey. True. After '86, the fucking champagne year of the Super Bowl shuffle right. in '85. Smart. Um. Yeah, I wrote it down here. Um, Count Rugen and Nigel Tufnell from Spinal Tap have the number 11 in common, um, an amp and a finger count. It would have been kind of fun to see a cameo of like the other guys uh, from Harry Spinal Shear Tap. Harry Shearer and uh, – Fun fact. I, we watched Spinal Tap last week um, and did you know that until 2003, Liam Gallagher from Oasis, the lead singer from Oasis, not Noel, the guitar player and singer, but right. Liam – he thought Spinal Tap was a real band. What? That's how fucking dumb he is. <laughs> According to trivia that I read. Could that, you know, it's, it's on the internet. It's all real. But um you mentioned earlier technically a non-Christmas Christmas movie. The reference to Australia. Stra- 
being entirely populated with criminals, right, dates the timeline of the actual story to being around 1768, Because that's when... Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I wrote here, Whoopi Goldberg tried to be Buttercup. I don't know that what that means necessarily, uh, that she tried out for it. Um, 1986, Whoopi Goldberg, she, she looks older than she is. Correct, because she looks considerably older than she is in um, Star Trek. The Color Purple. Well, and Star Trek, too. Yeah. I, and I don't mean that to say she looks old. I just mean she no, looks... No, she just physically, she, she could, looks she could older, older than she is. This is a good one. Line count. <clears throat> Line count? How many times does he say, as you wish? Or how many times is the phrase, as you wish, said? Eight. Seven. Oh, wow. Oh, that's closer. How many times does he say, inconceivable? I got to think at least 12. Five. Really? Because I was, I was up there high, too. He dies, like... Within the first 15 you're, minutes you're of the movie. You're absolutely right. He says it. Not a lot. But he says it more than you think he does. But it's his character's fucking thing, man. So yeah, you think okay. he fucking says it through the whole movie. He dies he in the dies first 15 minutes. He dies in the minutes. first act. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking crazy. Five that's, times. That's funny. Um, no, I never would have thought about it like that. I'm like, no, 12. And uh, my favorite. How many times does he say, hello, my name is Diego Mantoya. You killed my father. Prepare to, to die. die. Eight. Six. It's it's his fucking Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Like right? this, well, absolutely. And I, I finished watching it this morning, and I'm like, every time an ego says, "I w- I want my father back," you son of a bitch. Oh, I fucking love it that. gives me chills. Yeah. And weirdly enough, offer me everything I ask for. Right. More. I want yes, to, please. I want my father back, you son of a bitch. It's just it's amazing the range between the comedic. Stop saying that. To the dramatic tones that that whole scene has. That's because... That it holds it so well. Mandy Patinkin is a fucking diamond plate fucking dramatic actor. Right. You said he's a stage, more of a stage actor. Yeah. And Christopher Guest is fucking hilarious. But can play... He can play straight, but even when he plays straight, it's he, there's, there's still, still a, some wackiness in there. Right. He can't help it. That's the one of the best things in Hello. that Hello! My neighbor's a nigga, I'm a thought. And the music comes up behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just, just fucking hacking at each other. But when he first That's fucking, back. he fr- kill the dark one it's and the giant. Away. When he says, kill the dark one and the giant, need the third for questioning. He, he realizes, oh, fuck, that's the dude that killed my dad. Yeah. And he, he fucking, I got this. Stand back, everybody. And he pulls his, draws his sword and he says his shit. And, and he then just runs. And then Rugen, Rugen's like, pulls his sword and he turns it, he like, he turns it like a, like, like, like a quarter turn, like he's going to do some shit, and he goes, yeah, no, fuck it, and he runs <laughs> off. That's like, fucking hilarious. Yeah. But also, it's like, it's hilarious, and it shows what a fucking coward he is. Like, he's... He, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Here's a nice piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a great villain, because right. it's, he's such a small person, you know? That's, that's what makes him... He acts big, but he's small, and that's what makes him a great villain. Yeah. He's a coward. Yeah. Uh, lastly, body count. On with the body count! Six. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I was don't trying think, to count them up in my head, and I, I was don't just think like, more than ten. <laughs> I love the... Uh, the uh, the key. Physic, how many, how many can you handle? I don't think more than ten. 20. And he goes, twenty for me. Even at my best, I could not handle so many. <laughs> But he has to count them on his fingers. <laughs> this is a perfect. This is a, this is a perfect movie, dude. I love this movie. Uh, yeah, that's what I have written down here because this was one of your 
one of your choices when we did pick six perfect movies, and I said The Princess Bride is in many ways a perfect movie. The film also to me gets better with age, whether it's my age uh, or whether or not just the film is how as how old it is, and that they don't really make films like this anymore. No. This is an 80s, like, Errol Flynn movie. Yeah. Whether it's watching it as a boy or you know, and savoring every swashbuckling sword fight or as a grown man and finally understanding some of the humor that went over my head as a child, it's just so damn fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, before you do your thing. Lisa had one other funny <laughs> question that she mentioned that I forgot to write down here. We were watching it this morning, and she was like, if you were going to have this movie re-envisioned, who would you rather have it directed by, the Fairley brothers or the Coen brothers? Coen brothers. That's what I said, too. I said, Coen brothers, it may be a little more dark, and it may be a little more sadistic in some ways, but I think the, the writing will be much better. With the Fairley brothers, you're going to get more downtrodden, lost love. That's it. And then poop and fart jokes. Yeah. With the Coens, you're going to get much more human writing. This movie, like I said, it's perfect. It never drags. You mentioned that. It's it's boom, boom, boom. It's funny. It's smart. It's sexy. It's warm. It's quick. It's quick-witted. It's action-packed. It's heartfelt. It's just, it's fucking from the top to bottom, front to back, side to side. It's fun. There's, they don't waste a second. They don't waste no, a frame. There's no, there's no lag time in it. Um, because it's a fairy tale, it's timeless. You could argue that that wraparound story would date it, but only a little bit. But you don't. Yeah. You, you don't think about that. Right. Most most people don't think about the wraparound story when. But that's one of the best lines. It's that's the last line. Hey, Grandpa, you could read it come back and read it tomorrow if you want. As you wish. That's I find that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It gets you right in the feels. Um, it does. I love this movie. Uh, it is actually, this in a top five or top ten top, for you? Top ten for me, for okay. sure. Just be, off the top of my head, top ten. Right. I, I Truly, I could if you if you turn this on right now, I could pretty well say all the lines from rote memorization. So basically what you're saying is if you wanted to send Jamie home to bed early and she didn't want to hear this, that you could put it on and she would be like, fuck this, I'm going to bed. If I would she didn't no, want to watch. No, it would, like, I don't it want would, to hear you repeat. No, it wouldn't have that result. It would, it would just piss her off. So I wouldn't do that, um, which I know we don't do recommendations anymore, but there is a great documentary about Andre the Giant. It's on HBO, right? It's called like Andre or something like that. Yeah. It's good. I know it's really you good. and I have watched it. It's really yeah, – It's really good. It's heartwarming. It's much better than – Fucking like, truly gentle giant. Yeah. Great. And how much pain he was going through with, All the because time, of the yeah. size that he was. Yeah. What's, uh, what's our chaser question? And again, gang, going forward, I uh, – I've taken your your notes, and I'm not going to let Nathan sit there for 35 minutes and think well, of his answer. Well, I can. Answer. He just has to cut it all out. I'll just, yeah, he can. I'll just answer. So this says, Splash Pea Bride. So Pea Splash Bride. Pea Splash Bride, yeah. Jesus, God. She That's, said that there was a lead up into the question, so you needed to. Okay, so. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, give me a second. Okay. Um, this one comes from Max in Kansas City. It's... Uh, Kansas or Missouri? It doesn't say. Just says Max in Kansas City. I guess we'll have to put Kansas City. I'll just say Kansas. Kansas City, Kansas. It sounds more fun that way. It's Max on the and, other side of the river. Yeah. Something. 
I'll bet I'll bet there's a people in that he knew growing growing up that went to different schools. They lived on the same street, but depending on one side of the street or the other that you lived on, you went to school in Missouri or Kansas. Hmm. And jury's out on which one I'd rather go to because I've been to Missouri. I've and... been to Kansas City, Missouri. Have you really? Mm-hmm. I saw a couple of ball games there. We went to the World War One museum. It was interesting. How the fuck is there a World War One museum in Kansas City, Kansas? Uh, it that, damn near couldn't be further from where World War One happened I think than if it was on fucking Mars. I think it's because um, Harry Truman was in World War One and World War Two. No, he wasn't World War Two. Well, he was, he was involved in World War Two. He was <laughs> Just, actually a soldier in World War One, and there's also <laughs> yeah. he's from Kansas City, Missouri. So uh, I think that's. Kind of the connection. In, anyway, uh, just differences. There's, there may be other. Reasons. In World War One, he said yes, sir. In World War Two, he said they said sir to him. Get on with it. Yes, get over it. <laughs> um. So we put out a call earlier this season. We're going to try to do that as well. Uh, shoot us your chaser questions, and then we can read a question based on the theme of the movie we're doing, or even about the fucking movies we're doing. So Max in Kansas City wants to know, and uh, sorry, Nathan, this is long-winded, so are you with me? I'm, I'm there. Eye contact? Okay, cool. So I'm not asleep. they're going to make a sequel for Splash, okay? <laughs> and Madison and Alan have been living happily ever after for 37 years. In, in, in the East River? <laughs> in the Gungan East River. Okay. Yep. And they have tween-age grandfish. Tween-age grandfish? Yeah. Mm. So, all right. All right. I'm there. All right. Uh, sea monkeys. Um, they're visiting for the weekend. They've heard so many stories about how bitchin' New York City was in the mid-'80s. Night court reruns, I guess. They decide to sneak out and visit, because, again, East River. Uh, so Alan has to bring them back before Madison finds out they're gone. Are you with me? I'm there. It's a set Tom Hanks' grandkids. Wacky okay. Tom Hanks. So you've got one or the other. Which one would be more awkward? <laughs> it's a modern, deep, well-rounded Tom Hanks in a Taken-style film where... I will find you. <laughs> and I will kill you. I will skin you and fillet you and fry you in batter. Uh, where he has to get his grandkids back <laughs> with catfish from rights. from uh, a bitter, angry Eugene Levy. Or possibly uh, Daniel Levy at this point. I would say even Daniel <laughs> Levy. Okay. So like that, that has generated one more, you know. Or... It's a 65-year-old Tom Hanks trying to recreate his exuberant juvenile goofiness in a, holy cow, New York has changed in 35 years, can you believe it? Romp to find his grandfish. Grandkids. I know how I kind of want to see the Taken version. (laughs) Tom Hanks is at the fish Tom Hanks is in Fish in a Barrel. Uh, okay. I love him in his comedies, but I mean, he could. At this point, I kind of want to see a, a at, taken version. With see, Tom okay, Hanks. I'm going the other way, dude. I, okay. At this point, I want to see Tom Hanks return to form. I want to see him go back to like, you know what, man? You know what got me where I am? My fucking jumping off point was fucking stupid, weird, goofy '80s comedies. I'm gonna fucking take a bag. Like, is he walking around New York City with a fucking bag of fish, like you win him at the carnival? <laughs> That's what I'm going he for. He would do that because that would be kind of like... Um, and he looks at it and he goes... <laughs> <laughs> bag of goldfish? Are they yeah, goldfish? I don't know. <sighs> Fuck uh, me, to Max. a carnival. Is, is weed legal in Kansas City, Max? Because that's a fucking pothead-ass question. That's a, <sighs> that's a deep one. I'm going for the fucking... 
I want I want the I want the hard edge Liam Neeson esque. So you want you want you want he's got to get his grandfish back. <laughs> Just want my grandfish back. Wouldn't it be great if it happened during Lent and, McDon- <laughs> and McDonald's had the fillet of oh fish back? Oh my god. God. <laughs> That's a deep one, dude. Um thanks Max. Appreciate that. If you send us your address, we will send you a t-shirt, which reminds me, gang, if you want a t-shirt, we're Nathan and I we're, we're a small operation here. So we're not, we don't have a bunch of fucking different styles of t-shirts. We got one that I bought a couple years ago and there's a few left. So what possessed me to get smalls? I don't know. Nobody that sits on their ass and watches movies all day. It's going to be a small. Yeah. Unless they have kids. I've No, then it's just the kids. Well, one, it's my friend Miranda, but she's already got a t-shirt and she's one. And a sticker. Stickers are gone, dude. Stickers are fucking gone, man. Hit us up. Facebook. Six Pack Double Feature, Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast, Twitter if you're nasty. Uh, Nathan is at your movie dude on Instagram. Is that still private? No one. It's can still find. private. You can <laughs> you can request it, but if I don't know who you are, you're probably going to get ignored. So probably just don't even waste your time because Nathan's a stodgy old man. Uh, I'm at Darth Holden. If you want to see pictures of guitars, beers, my dogs, whatever. Uh, Big Kid Eclectics for weird spray paint splatter art and shit that I find and glue together and make for you to sell. For Like us, rate us, review us, follow us. Share us. Recommend us. Friend us. Recommend us. That rhymed. I didn't mean to make it do that, but man, I'm in the groove, man. Ha! Anyway, next week, what are we doing, Nathan? We talked about the Coens earlier, so fuck it. Let's do a Cohen pairing. We're again. doing a Cohen pairing. We're doing uh, two of their... Goofier comedies, and one is Raising Arizona. Yeah. The other. Odyssey. I don't even think it's Ulysses. It's the Odyssey. It's the Odyssey, and it's Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I wouldn't call that goofy. They're it's, both. It's goofier. They are goofier than the normal Coen brothers, and they are lighter, light-er-hearted, in the parentheses E-R, light in the er. in the in the most lighthearted way that you can steal a baby from a furniture salesman in Arizona. Yeah, we're gonna do raising Arizona and Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Fuck, it's always Cohen. It's yeah, Cohen's, Cohen's are almost always, always fun. Yeah, they're always a good time. Cohen double feature next week. I'm gonna pick a new beer for next week. You know what I'm gonna do? What? Stay off from yours. Double Feature is a Copec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. Tom's paying this.